0: Well, welcome back. How was your trip? I saw a picture of you on a plane. So do you wear your mask on the plane? Pfft, no. Oh, I thought you were going to let that continue that. I
1: I actually think it's a great idea. Not for any of the reasons anybody else does. I think it's a great idea because if I fall asleep, my mouth hangs wide open and I look stupid. So I'm thinking, <laughs> <laughs> I need to, to they should put masks back on the plane just so I can so sleep. I <laughs> so I don't look stupid. So I don't look stupid.
0: Well, we are talking about babysitters, maturity, baptism, and family. Week 13, Galatians 3, 23 through 29. Yeah, and we
1: are going to finish Galatians chapter 3 this week, which is also, once we finish week 13, it will also be our halfway point through the Galatians series.
2: Ooh, pretty cool.
1: You still got a couple, like a chapter and a half more of Paul doing more of his theological work, but after that it gets very practical. So what's this message about? This takes everything that we've talked about almost through the end of chapter 2 through chapter 3 and brings it all together. And I think it'll be fine if maybe some of people's gospel communities haven't been there for a few weeks and have missed some of it, but if people have been, it's I think it's really going to tie all the ideas and thoughts that they've had together because Paul will now take all the things he's been talking about and saying that you know, you no longer need to have the law guard you because the law was meant to lead us to Christ and Christ brings us a maturity. The maturity is not obviously that we're mature all the time, but that he brings a maturity that we are set free from the law when we love and trust him. And then that is when Christ, you know, sets us free because of the gospel. He baptizes us into his family or the Holy Spirit does that. And then we then live as a unified body of believers. And obviously, there's all kinds of issues in the family of God where that doesn't always work itself out in ways that we would hope. (laughs) looks the way that it does, but that, again, is still a work of God's Spirit in us, moving us forward and growing us into the people we're called to be. We are not perfect, but Christ is, and that perfection is laid upon us, which is the beauty of the maturity that we get.
0: Well, so baptism... Mm -hmm. It's coming up. What's Hey, celebrate. How many kids getting baptized? What's it looks like
2: six families. Six
0: families. Up. So couple, So several children, um, maybe some youth coming up, by the way. So said no, if it rains, we probably will postpone it, but right. we're praying for no rain. What is it as GC leaders? Is this something that you guys talk about your to your group about baptisms coming up and encouraging? Is it something you kind of throw out there? Or are you thinking through people kind of specifically and say, Hey, have you been, you've been baptized? Have you thought about it?
1: Um, well, that's one of the reasons why I thought it'd be a good idea to talk about this in this podcast episode, rather than going into, you know, the babysitters and the maturity and the family and all that, because we can always talk about that. But I can tell you, I don't think I've ever talked to RGC about being like, oh, have you been baptized? Anybody want to be baptized? Do you know what it is? Why haven't you been? Have you all been baptized? I, I just don't even really think about it when they're coming up. I figure if someone wants to, they will never really thinking about how important it was to the early church of why people were baptized. I mean, I've talked with somebody who is like, oh, the early church did this, but that's not for us. I don't need to do that. And I'm like, well, Jesus told us to, not because it saves us, but he told us to baptize
0: one another. Was, yeah, so in a broader sense, as pastor of element, you've had these conversations with people when they've wanted to engage right. with it. How about you, Michelle, how do you, what, how do you engage your GC on the baptism conversation?
2: I talk about it when it's coming up like this. I probably don't think to do it outside those times, but when we know baptisms are coming up, talk about it's how, probably a
0: good rhythm though. Once yeah, or twice a year. Twice a year.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think it's nice. It, it presents an opportunity to talk about what baptism is, to encourage people if they haven't been baptized, to consider it, pray about it. Talk about um, the importance of, regardless whether you are you are getting baptized or not, the importance of community gathering mm-hmm. to celebrate that even with other people.
1: There's the family portion.
2: I, I think that's really cool. Use it as an opportunity. Because I think um, for me growing up, and, and I think in a lot of circles, it's kind of presented as this individual thing. And it is an individual choice, but it is. Historically, it, it mm-hmm. is this communal celebration. And so I like just the way we do baptisms at Element. We really emphasize that portion of it. and love when I see GCs get in the pool with people, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about that too. How about you?
0: We, yeah, I, I mean, I probably lean more towards Aaron. I, I don't, I don't intentionally bring it up. Um, I will try to remember if someone mentions it like, Oh yeah, you know, I thought about being baptized. I'll try to circle back. Um, but I don't, I'm more than often not super intentional with the adults. I've actually done it a few times with the kids where it was like, Hey, you know, what does it mean to be baptized? And, um, like we're going to start going through the G story book Bible again. And mm. there's good portions of there where I, in the past I've asked mm. kind of children more so than, than the adults. So I definitely need to be more intentional with the rhythms of uh, probably the church counter in general, um, but baptisms as well. I, I think a good question to ask people
1: in your gospel community, really, so we could all be on the same page is Have you been baptized? Mm-hmm. And if you, if you haven't, you call yourself a believer, you know, is there something that's holding you back from doing it? Is it just the awkwardness of it being in front of a bunch of people? Because we'll even do them with just your GC around. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be all all these people, although I think it is
0: better when everybody's around. So is it too late? So baptisms are coming up in a couple of weeks, um, but what would be, be the process of someone wanting to get baptized?
2: Well, we just had baptism classes last Sunday, and... That would be the first step, I guess, if someone expresses interest, come find out, you know, theologically what baptism symbolizes, the biblical significance of it, why we do it, and how we do it the way we do
0: at Element. Side note, should we, should we uh, equip our GC leaders to have that meeting mm-hmm. with people in their GC?
2: I personally love that. I know that's something I've heard Jeff Vanderstelt speak about, mm-hmm. is like equipping
0: people. And maybe we can come up with an outline of kind of what we've done with the member. Right. If you want to be a member, but hey, have someone in, you know, in your DC, here's a paragraph read here, link to this video, watch it together or, you know, have them watch it and then discuss.
2: This is something I'm, I, I was going to say, I just got this great idea from someone.
0: <laughs> Maybe I should throw that all in so people can see the behind the scenes this, process.
2: This is how things happen at Elevate <laughs> Well, traditionally at, at Element, we've had these baptism classes and we just did them last Sunday, actually, for instance, after each service and kind of providing some background information about baptisms from a, a theological viewpoint and how we do them the way we do specifically at Element and the storytelling aspect. I think going forward, something we'd really like to do is equip and empower RGC leaders to actually feel comfortable in leading people in their communities through that same process, because... Baptism doesn't have to be something facilitated by a staff member or an elder. I think it's really beautiful and significant actually when the person facilitating the baptism or or whether it's even someone just in the pool or in the body of water with them is someone that's walked alongside with that person and has shared life with them and personally knows their story and has seen God's work in their heart and their life.
1: I also liked that last year we had two baby dedications that were done. And they weren't by me mm-hmm. when kids wanted when parents wanted to have their kids dedicated and they're in a JC that the GC leaders would be the ones that do the dedication
0: and, and empower and empower all of our leaders to have the answers, to have the conversations to even get to that point. Yeah. And then going forward, we'll still do the baptism information class. Cause, cause not
2: everyone's in a GC, not
0: everyone's in mm-hmm. GC and some GCs may not get to this point, but if the majority of our groups could have most of these conversations on the ground and then let us know, because there is administrative stuff that we get yeah. done. and I don't want them to feel like it has to be That's all true. upon their shoulders. Mm-hmm. But
1: as much as we can do to equip the, the better off, I think
0: GCs and leaders will both be. And more excited about baptisms. Yeah.
2: Right. And I think that practice encourages these aspects of family and maturity, right? The That that is a natural rhythm and practice of the family of God. And it challenges this consumeristic vein that I think runs so deeply in the church and really encourages people. No, when you become part of the family of God, like this is, this is part of your responsibility. This is what it means to care for one another.
0: So this round, if, if I ask my GC who wants to be baptized, or are you baptized? Have you been baptized? Would you like to? And they say yes. What? Was we do, a, I guess can we go, I cannot believe you have not been baptized.
2: I've be been, th- okay. Every <laughs> time true. you guys have been saying it, I've been thinking of baptized. <laughs> okay, <they're> baptized.
0: <laughs> this time around, since it is coming, coming up quick, what would you have people do? TC leaders, if someone wants to get baptized.
2: This time around, I'd probably encourage them just to reach out to me. But going forward, maybe on the the backside of this upcoming baptism, I'll we'll have some resources prepared to share with GC leaders that they can go through. They can follow up with me on if they have questions about how to present this or, or walk through this with someone. But I think it would be really neat to have that as the expectation for how baptisms are are done in the future.
0: And this is interesting because now I think some of our groups are more like babysitters, right? And hmm. some of them well, are. I think many times people, and this is what I'm gonna as
1: I'll, as I'll wrap up this week is. I think a lot of people would really want the babysitter. I think we we seem to not function well in a place of grace and liberty. And this is why I think a lot of people want rules. It's why different churches are like, hey, here's this and here's our rule book. Mm-hmm. It's easier to have a babysitter. And yet Christ calls us to live in freedom. It's, it was
2: grace that taught my heart to fear. Yeah.
1: Uh, last night we're sitting in our, in our gospel community and this this kind of comes up we want god to say here's the little dot this is what i want you to do rather than the love serve glorify your freedom is broad and we want our freedom to be very narrow with a, sp- a specific focus
2: laid out for us yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: and and this is this is why maturity i think is very hard and, and paul says do you want to go back to needing a babysitter and they're like yes
0: yes <laughs> <laughs> So as we lead together, we are going to try to equip and provide tools uh, for you, us as GC leaders to decentralize kind of some of our structure and have you guys not only help with stuff like getting people into the baptism kind of pipeline, but also to uh, lead better and lead more broadly and with more care for people on the ground. You have the freedom to
1: step out into a lot of these places. And if there is a passion that God has laid upon your gospel community, you, you as a leader's heart, run with that, mm-hmm. run with that. We, we love to see people take initiative in that way.
0: So thanks for listening to this podcast, uh, this episode. Please share it with others that you think might uh, benefit as well. Ring that bell. Like that subscribe. Bell, <laughs> like.
1: Smash that subscribe. <laughs> I believe in science.